0: People appreciate seeing glimpses into your life and seeing you not be perfect because it's yep. relatable. And and I did show that part of my life that while I'm really good at organizing, I have three boys. My house is not perfect. Like if I showed you the playroom right now, right. I would be more. Happy. But when it's time to clean it up, when I get the time, it is going to be so easy. It takes me 10 minutes.
1: Right. Because you have sustainable systems and that's what you do. Yeah. That was Meredith Goforth, a mompreneur powerhouse specializing in professional organizing and home styling. Goforth, even her last name, makes perfect sense for this show. Welcome to Bucketless Careers. I'm your host, Crystal Laurie. So Meredith started her career in magazine in New York City, which I did too, by the way. Before TV news, my first real job was in the editorial department of Swing, a fairly short-lived project of David Lawrence, designer Ralph Lawrence's son. So I was in that world for a bit, and I did connect well with Meredith, I think, as a result, which always makes for a great episode. A mom of three boys who took a pause and seamlessly transferred her skills, as a bookings editor at publications like Elle and Seventeen to create her own business, House of Prim. Along with her career evolution and founder story, she shares with us the philosophies that drive her work, embracing simplicity and establishing chic, smart systems to regain order. And what does that lead to? A life with less stress. She believes in the idea that the environment you create is linked to a growth mindset and 100% so do I. All right, let's do this. Meredith, great to have you on Bucket List Careers. Thanks for coming on the podcast.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: This is going to be fun. I have to say I had a fangirl moment looking at your Instagram page, just digging deeper and deeper because the organization itself is so visually satisfying. I mean, for me, Personally, and for many people, I'm sure, but also your style, your pop of color—it's art. It's more than tidying up, and I assume that's what you're going for.
0: Yes, and thank you for saying that. That really makes me feel good that you're noticing that because I do think <laughs> it's true. It's important, yeah, because I, especially when I started my Instagram, I felt like it was all muted colors, very like pale, you know, and like whites and
1: neutrals. Yeah.
0: Yeah. the neutrals. And I just was like, where's the color? Like, let's, let's come alive a little bit. So thank you.
1: Yes. Well, let's dig into your journey to start with your past career life. If you will, you were a bookings editor at several magazines. I think it was 17 and L I know having been in media, there's a fair amount of organizing and troubleshooting involved in that. So let's talk about what you were doing there. And then we'll talk about why you left and what lights you up about what you're doing now. But let's go back to those days first.
0: So I, I was an editor. I started off at Health Magazine, working for the publisher and the beauty director, and then pivoted from the sales side to the editorial side. And that was great, you know, working at places like Seventeen and L It really depended on the title for what I was doing. At a place like El, it was very much about... The cover and working with the celebrity team and booking everything. And so there's a lot of logistics involved with that one, and not as many models for what I was doing. At 17, I bet I was booking like 50 models an issue. Okay. Which was coordinating those schedules. And then you have the hair and makeup teams and the photographer and the location. Wow. And it literally is like taking all of these different moving parts and having to, to like, like a puzzle, like kind of putting them together. And when you have an event like that, there's something that usually, I don't want to say goes wrong, <laughs> but this is unexpected, but we're going to get it. We're going to make this happen. We can fix this. Yeah. A big part of my job at seventeen was a model falls out last minute, or the hair person gets stuck in an airport and can't get to the cover. That actually happened to me. <laughs> <in the morning. laughs>
1: so, oh, nice! Yeah,
0: I mean, it, it, but it was great. I loved being a part of the creative process and taking the the initial creative director vision and helping to make that a reality. And
1: you were excelling at the organizational aspect of it. Did you know that about yourself then already? Was that like a characteristic of yours throughout your life? Or did you start to understand more about yourself then?
0: I've always been an organized person. My dad is a very much like a list person and I I inherited that. And I always loved organizing and putting things together and just kind of being on top of it. At a place like seventeen or L, like I had to be. That was my entire job was making sure that things were running on schedule and there was no box left unchecked. So I've always been an organized person, but I really honed my skills, cut my teeth on those.
1: <laughs> and I know you say you loved like the combination of creative and the sales experience, but was there something lacking for you though, or was your decision to leave the industry more based on personal things, your life? I know you had. Three boys that are really close in age. So what was the real reason you left that job?
0: Well, first of all, magazines are not exactly when it comes to salary, are not the best paying jobs. Yeah. It's the most amazing experience. But I, I mean, for instance, when I was working at L, I had two other jobs to support myself. I really hustled. I was working at anthropology and babysitting because I was not making anything as a New York city girl, like it was really difficult.
1: Totally. And you were living in the city. I was that person too. I was living in the city working at news 12, the Bronx, making very little. So I get it. Yeah.
0: I was just like, okay, I've had this experience, but I want to take it and be able to feel like I'm making some money to be completely honest. Mm -hmm. As I got older, it wasn't sustainable necessarily to work for a magazine. It was a family getting to the city and those 2. AM calls where you're emergency booking someone. I really wanted to just have a different lifestyle as I got older and then got married, had a baby right away, and had another baby, another baby. I left because of lifestyle and pay, and then Mm -hmm. I kind of got into having kids, and there was really no time. I basically have Irish triplets.
1: (laughs) Wow. Okay boom, boom, boom. Oh, I I can only imagine. And I know you said you got very involved in their activities, as moms should and do. And you were doing PTA and fundraising and living that life, which is very hectic. So you were stay at home at that time. But you did say to me that you missed having an income. There was something that you were seeking. So walk us through that part of your life that sort of led to the moment that sparked your big change.
0: First of all, I was, I was on the PTA and I I was in charge of the fundraiser and they're like, this is amazing. The, this was the most successful fundraiser ever. And I, I was just thinking, if I'm going to work this hard, I'm going to want to get paid for it. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> no, I know what you mean. I do. Like, I love my time, but if I do something, I'm going to do it, like really do it. I'm going to fully put in all of my energy and effort. I don't do anything halfway. I never have. And I really just felt like you know what? I am capable of this. If it was something flexible mm-hmm. where I could still be with my kids and at the time I was married. So I was kind of managing being a wife and a mother and all of that. So I felt like I wanted to make my own money just to be able to put more into the family, to go on better vacations and, sure. and better camps for my kids. And also just to like buy the earrings that I wanted and not have to, Understood. you know, just to be able to do what I wanted with my own money. That kind of led me to thinking, okay, I think I want to go back to work in some capacity. But you weren't immediately sure yet what? No, because my kids were still small. My my youngest is just now in kindergarten. Okay. So okay. I still had like little, little guys. And I had always envisioned myself just being a stay-at-home mom and feeling fulfilled by that, which... I was, but I also wanted something for me to put
1: my own energy in. There was something missing in you. And again, like this is not about stay at home versus moms that are in the workplace. Like it's so individual, it's so what you need, your personal goals. Yeah. I know you were out with friends one night and I think it related to earrings or something where yeah, you was. had that change that when you just sort of had that light bulb. Yes. As cheesy as that sounds, I, I believe that, that that can happen, that aha moment. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was. It was, I was actually my friend, Lindsay Zarniak, who was a, a broadcaster, married to Craig Melvin from the Today Show. lived gotcha. in Westport. And We were out with a bunch of girls and she was like, you have the best earrings. Like, how do you organize them? And I was like, on trays, color coded and by season, like, <laughs> duh, duh. <laughs>
1: Everybody does. It. Everybody Who does do it? Who does it?
0: And they were just like, "Oh, all right." So I realized <laughs> that she was like, with my closet. So I started helping her yeah. with her closet, and then people were like, "What about under my sink? Like, I have no idea what to do here." And I started realizing, "Oh my gosh, I could do this for an actual living." And I, I didn't realize that there were. This was a career. This was something you could do that number one really help people. And it was an in-demand service also. Right. I looked at my husband at the time and I I said, oh my gosh, like I, I could do this. I'm really good at this. I love it. I thought, oh, I'll get paid to go to the Container Store and go to Home Goods, which is not the case at all, by the way. But <laughs> all of that really excited me, and that's kind of when the idea for a creative, beautiful organization service—something that was bespoke and smart, but also looked really, really beautiful—right, which is where the creative side came in. Also, that was kind of my aha. Okay. Sparked on by the girls' night, and then realizing I could make some cash. Yeah. So you, you
1: realize this comes naturally to you and you really love doing it and you realize you can get paid for it, right? That's sort of like the dream. Was there anything you had to let go of in terms of preconceived notions or fears? What were the obstacles that you had to overcome to get to you know step one in building the business?
0: I didn't really know, you know, when I was doing like starting my own businesses, yeah. still figuring it out.
1: Daunting. Mm-hmm. A
0: lot of steps, you know, obviously the things like forming an LLC and the website, and I had to start kind of digging into that. Mm-hmm. And I wake up at like three in the morning with an idea and, and be up for hours, just like writing and researching because I was excited. But biggest obstacle was probably COVID because I started forming this in January of 2020 and then it became March. And I just remember thinking, oh my God, like seeing this like dream that I had go down the tubes as we were all stuck home, number one, but also I was managing three little boys, like three Zoom schedules, like three kids. That was like a color-coded schedule for Zooms. And a four year old doesn't want to zoom.
1: Oh, you know. Yeah, no, my kids were older during that. So I didn't experience that. But the younger parents, I thought, oh, this how do you do this? How do
0: you do it all? Oh, it was hard. I was so exhausted as we all were just scared with what was happening in the world. So I had talked to a web designer, but I kind of put everything on hold. Just because it was, we didn't know what was happening and who was wanting in their house at that point. Yeah, of
1: course. This is all about you coming in and reorganizing for people, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's the crux of your business. Yeah. Yeah. So you were putting it on hold.
0: Yeah. I put it on hold, but then little by little started, it was keeping the idea going and then hired a photographer. Mm -hmm. And I hired a photographer that worked with a lot of bloggers in New York, Connecticut area for multiple reasons. She's Talented, but also I thought it was a good connection, right? Just because I knew that Instagram was going to be important. Instagram was basically the new magazine and that was part of what I was going for. And I thought by hiring Julia, those were good connections and, and that really did help actually a lot. Yeah. The networking. Sure. Yes, absolutely. And she was great. She's so good. She helped me, you know, several different shoots. And then I I just put it all together and launched the website eventually. But the website was a lot of work. That, I mean, that is something to create a really beautiful website takes a lot of time and thought and curating. Yeah. It's a lot of, I had no idea how much work that took.
1: Totally. So
0: that was, I would say like one obstacle that I was, I didn't realize how much time was going to take to get all of that going and just all of the different aspects to running an actual business. Right.
1: And you said you were comfortable talking about this. You also went through a separation. I don't know if it was yeah. during the pandemic, but talk about challenges. So if you could help us, you know, speak to it as much as you're comfortable, of, of course, course, but also how how we can learn from things like this.
0: And I've been very open about that because number one, I never saw myself separate. You're getting divorced. I mean, who does? <laughs> but that did right. really happen in my family, so that was a very big challenge. I separated from my husband in March of last year. It was post pandemic, but things were still kind of going on. Yeah. That was a really big challenge just because I had to learn to manage. I was, business was booming. I had no idea. I thought I'd have a few clients a month, but I'm still overwhelmed with how much is coming in how many people need help from us. Well, those are good problems to have, right? <laughs> I, know. I, mean, I feel so incredibly lucky that that has been the case but going through the divorce while having all those things on my plate and learning to be a single mom, learning to manage my own emotions and journey through the divorce. And most importantly, my kids trying to help them get acclimated. Of course. How old are they again? They're now nine, eight, and six. They're three wild little boys. It's not
1: easy at any age. So if someone's going through that, that's listening, what would you say got you through it?
0: Because you're kind of coming out on the other side now, which is great. Oh, I'm just now at a really good place with co-parenting and with his new life that he's formed. You just have to keep going. You really do. And if you feel sad, it's okay to be sad. Like Let yourself be sad because if you bottle those emotions and ignore them, they're going to come back. I agree with that we're going to come out. So I had to eventually just let myself go through all the stages of grief really. And when I did that, you know, I, I feel like I've, I've really come through, like you said, to the other side and I'm in such a good place emotionally and mentally with everything. And with the business. And as you said, you you told me earlier that
1: this is something, what you're doing now in terms of the organizational business and all the marketing you're doing, this was something you had sort of been cooking in your mind for a while that you brought to life. Right. And now business is booming, which is absolutely amazing. So if someone wants to start a business like this out there, what are your takeaways, you know, your biggest pieces of advice in terms of, of getting over, fear of failure, first steps? I think first steps often stymie people. Where do I begin?
0: Yeah. I knew I needed to get an LLC going. That was important. Things like a bank account and yes. figure out credit card processing, all of those little important things. One thing I would say, trademark your name. Mm. Absolutely. Because I just went through something with a a trademark issue. I had to change the name of my company. Oh, you rebranded your house of prim now, which I love. Yes, I'm super happy with it. But I was going to trademark it and I think it wasn't in the budget at the time for what I had been quoted. So I didn't do it. And ended up spending more money because of not trademarking it.
1: Great advice.
0: For me, I knew I wanted to come out there and be taken seriously because I would be Mm. like, oh, I'm starting an organization business. And people were like, Oh, that's great. But what does that mean? Totally know
1: what you mean. I know what you mean by that face and that look like, okay, we'll see what happens. You'll have three clients and then you'll get bored. Yeah, that's not what you're doing here.
0: Yeah, and I (laughs) I just remember thinking, we'll see. So, but I really wanted to come out hot from the gate. And I did that through images. So I spent a lot of time and effort and money on the marketing part of of putting effort and time and creativity into the images. People could see that, I am capable of this. I'm really good at this, and I'll be able to help you as well. But I guess the fear of failure was also. I hated talking to the camera on Instagram.
1: I was so I was a little bit of a ramp up there. Okay, although I'm surprised
0: by that because you're really comfortable. You're so easy to talk to. So, (laughs) but I felt like like it was trying too hard or something. And this sounds kind of funny, but I'm almost 42, and I feel like. Instagram and Facebook were one of those things where you're trying too hard if you're putting everything up. So I had to get over that part.
1: Yeah, I know what you mean because we're in the same age bracket. I get it. I get it. And we talked about TikTok a little bit before we started recording and how you're branching out into that, which is amazing. But we all have – not we all, but some of us of a certain age feel – it's such a young platform. Yeah. But but more and more, I see a lot of coaches, like I follow a lot of career coaches, right? More and more people getting into it.
0: We have to. We have to. And I remember I was working with an influencer in New York. I was like, you're so good with like putting everything out there and on the camera. And she's like, That's the game now, honey. You gotta do it. That's
1: the game. And it's just doing it. Maybe it's just putting it out there like it's good enough. Don't be crazy. Don't be too perfectionist.
0: Yeah. And people appreciate seeing glimpses into your life and seeing you not be perfect because it's yep. relatable. And, and I did show that part of my life that while I'm really good at organizing, I have three boys. My house is not perfect. Like if I showed you the playroom right now, right. I would be more. <laughs> but when it's time to clean it up, when I get the time, it is going to be so easy. It takes me 10 minutes.
1: Right. Because you have sustainable systems and that's what you do. Yeah. Where should we send people? You said you're big on Instagram. You have a lot of stories and pictures. Tell me where to send everybody.
0: It's at house.of.prim or houseofprim.com. My Instagram is also on there and lots of projects. I do have a blog. When I have the time, I love to write blog posts with lots of links for, for people to be able to go and search and click and order. Super easy. Okay, cool. And you have a big project coming because you told me you're moving. So
1: you're going to be yeah. oh. knee deep in organization of various rooms. And you are you going to kind of walk us through it and document it for us on social media? That's so fun.
0: Absolutely. I'm moving from a 7,000 square foot house to an 1,800 square foot house. Oh
1: my God. People can learn so much from that, Meredith.
0: No, I know. And I'm, you know, even I just had the real, real come to get all of my china and crystal and things I just don't need anymore yes and that feels good doesn't it yeah we don't I don't need all (laughs) the the decorative objects in my house so it'll be interesting it'll be challenging because I'm used to a lot of space but I'll be able to show people a different side because not everyone has a 7,000 square foot house most people don't so I'm excited to be able to take a smaller space and learn from that myself and then share that knowledge with my viewers well, I'm
1: excited, too. I'll definitely be following. All right, Meredith, Goforth of House of Prim. Thank you so much for taking the time. This was so much fun.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
1: Just a very quick, sincere thank you for being a loyal listener of Bucketless List Careers. We are back with a fresh episode on Thursday. Be well.
0: An ironic media production. Visit us at dot